Okay, what is up, everybody? Pilgrims and prodigals and everything in between. I'm Keith, and... and yeah, I'm, I'm Ben. So. And, and Ben's... He's still Ben. Yep. <laughs> so, um, we're here doing another episode. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It's been, like, I don't know, at least a week. It's been two we... weeks for me. I'm pretty much on a bi-weekly basis at this point. Yeah. Yep. You got a lot of stuff going on in your life. Family and... You're a, an official repairman now, like with all the stuff you've been doing. So never again. No, <laughs> um, uh, can I just say, Keith, before we get started, and and uh, Ryan Thefford, if you're out there listening as well, I I ask you as your friend <laughs> that I I've got to be a part of the next episode that that guy's on. I'm so, yeah. every every time I listen to an episode, I'm like, he's on. Oh my gosh, dude, I'm so jealous. I freaking mm-hmm. love that guy. You always miss it. Yeah, dude. Don't let that happen again. I he he's had. Uh, I will. I will. I'll mourn. I'll rub. I'll dress in sackcloth and rub ashes on my forehead if I miss another episode. Yeah. Well, we actually recorded another one last night. We talked a lot about uh, like cults and um, cultic and I church even cultures and stuff. To, dude, well, I've been listening. I've been in Nate mode. I've been listening to every podcast like the second it comes out. How did well, I miss that one? the thing is, there was a problem that one didn't come out because oh. my computer decided it's a POS and decided to <laughs> reset in the middle of the night <laughs> and didn't save my audacity, audacity gotcha. file. So. Gotcha. We lost that one, unfortunately, but we'll have to do it again sometime. Right on. And uh, yeah, I mean, that would be good. We, we talked a lot about uh, not necessarily like cults. We didn't talk about like, I mean, we, we brought it up, but the main point of the topic wasn't like talking about Mormonism or Jehovah's Witnesses. It was like um, different cultic beliefs that you can kind of create inside like a small church setting and stuff like that. Like... So following like, a man's ideas instead of the Bible or... So like how a cult develops rather than talking about cults that already exist. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds more interesting anyway. I mean, like, shout out to all my Mormon friends, but that's not the most interesting thing in the world to me. However, <laughs> how cults develop and uh, cult-like mindsets inside of circles, like would Christianity, the, that's interesting to me. Would the Flat Earthers be a cult or is that just kind of like a thinking uh, line of thinking uh, it feels pretty cultish <laughs> whenever people are quoting the bible and saying uh you know just some ridiculousness dude flat earth by the way just really you know what grinds my gears keith what is it, it is flat earth business <laughs> people that are like, <laughs> people that are like can look past so much evidence and be like not nah, it's not real. It's just not all those pictures. Mm-mm. All the personal testimonies. Curved yeah. cameras. It, uh, curved. curved cameras. That's it. Answer to everything. Curved cameras. But see, here's the thing to me. And this is just me personally. Maybe this is me. Maybe I'm weird. But let, let's just go. Let's let's give. Uh, let's be super understanding and give them, you know, maybe let's say the earth is flat. How does that affect me? In a spiritual way, or even a physical way, what what difference does it make? Yeah. What so? What? Why? Why would I be like? Oh man, my life is different now. It's not. It's still. I'm living on the same thing. I know the same people. I love them the same way. Yeah. And um, I just, I don't know. What does it do for you, flat earthers? If there's anyone listening, what does it do for you? 
I what actually... Is what is it? How does it change things? I actually sent a Facebook message to the Flat Earth Society. Me and too. Yeah, they haven't read it yet. Oh. <laughs> if you're listening, Flat Earth Society, you have a horrible response time on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I, uh... I made a post on the on the in the group. I don't know if it was the official Flat Earth Society, but I made a I made a post basically that was like, why don't just some of us put together a GoFundMe and get a hold of Elon Musk and take one of his personal private jets up into the freaking stratosphere. Uh-huh. Look at the stars and and the the spherical earth. I mean, sorry, flat earth. Yes, <laughs> the flat Earth, and uh, they they wouldn't. They basically labeled me a non-believer. I was like, "Let's test our theory. Let's prove the truth." And they were like, "Non-believer, shun the non-believer." They said, "Actually, someone, I mean, someone commented that we would not be able to make it to space and we would die because we would hit like the terrosphere or the I don't know what it is, but there's a globe that surrounds the Earth, and we would just crash into it before we got to space." The well, F- what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so there, there is space, but there's hater. no possible su- way to get to. I'm it. such a hater. I, don't. I, I feel like I just don't know enough about the flat Earth theories to 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 really say anything on it. I I know they believe the Earth is flat, <laughs> and I feel like you know enough about the spherical Earth theories theories <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that you could yeah I, I think i know i hope i know where you fall in that <laughs> no 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 no. i definitely yes i know where i fall but as far as like scientific facts like i've never even heard of anything called a terrasphere i don't even know if that's what it was called <laughs> terra firma i don't know yeah yeah i don't know but whatever it is but that's what I, so first question of the podcast throwing it out there fam throw it out if the earth is flat hmm uh, WTF, does that matter? <laughs> why, <laughs> yeah, why? yeah, yeah. Who cares? How does that change anything? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Sweet. Flat, round, mm, still a person. Still trying <laughs> to make an impact on the world. Still trying to love people. Still yeah. podcasting with Keith. And it didn't, I don't know. That's not, whether yeah. the earth is flat or spherical is not very, it's not an earth shaking truth to me. Is it an earth shaping truth? <sighs> no, there you go. That's... <laughs> That's some real cheese. Right there. I'm, on <laughs> I'm on it. The puns. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, no, I like that comment, though. I mean, it does it change how you love? And I don't think anything really should change that. I mean, even, like, what you believe at all, you know? Yeah. It shouldn't change how you love people. We just watched that movie, uh, uh, Wrinkle in Time, tonight. Oh, yeah, is it good? Yeah, me and Amanda went on a date night and we watched that. Sick. And it was really cool, man. I was like, dude, I was like bawling toward the end. Really? What? Friggin' Oprah had me crying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I need to check it out then. Yeah. I'm open to Oprah making me cry. Yeah. But anyways, uh, the premise of this movie was that this guy was trying to find like the formula of like how to been time so you could travel any distance you wanted to mm-hmm. without having to hop in a jet or in an airplane or something like that and travel through space so he was like trying to figure out and figure out this algorithm this formula and he ended up figuring out that the secret ingredient per se was love to time travel yeah <laughs> okay. right. so in the storyline it made sense gotcha 
Gotcha. Be- because Oprah said it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and then at the, at the end of the movie, she said, Oprah 2020. <laughs> Whoa, jeez. Oprah said it. Joel, Joel Osteen was there. Exactly. He verified uh, it. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of personality there that was like Neil deGrasse Tyson, was and then randomly there. Donald Trump popped up and said fake news out of nowhere. <laughs> Don't know. Sounds like a really politically charged movie. Just got to be real. Oh uh, yeah. No, but that's why. If you don't mind me asking, why did it? Why did it make you tear up? I uh, just certain parts of the movie did like a at the end where like. Uh, Spoiler alert. Oh, gosh. Pause it if <laughs> hey, you're listening. if you're watching this and you haven't seen Wrinkle in Time, like me, I'm going to take the hit for you. I'm going to get the spoiler. <laughs> but you turn this crap off right now. I mean, honestly, like at the end when he was like reunited with his daughter and she's like, Dad, I missed you. I haven't oh, seen yeah. you in four years. Because mm-hmm. he like mm-hmm. time traveled. And, yeah. and anyways, so there's just... That's freaking dope. That and then just the overall premise of the movie like he was trying to figure out where earth came from and shake the hand of the creator or whatever but he missed the fact that the most important thing and everything that he does should be love and that kind of like Mm. sounds like click really sounds like that movie click (laughs) yeah yeah so that I don't know, that kind of got me going a little bit. Just that's that's what's up. I mean, it's all th- about love, you know. That's something that I think is definitely special, no matter what you believe or religion you are. Familial bonds, like, like familia, fa- familial <laughs> bonds, like motherhood, fatherhood, being a child. Those types of things like evoke emotion, yeah. just naturally in like humankind. There's just something emotional about it. It's something built in, yeah. Like those. It's like I belong. Those, you know? yeah. Seriously, like it. And I don't know. Maybe for me, it whispers of you know, like a deeper truth behind all of that. Just hint, hint, Christianity and God and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I agree. Uh, God the Father, um, not God the Sky Daddy. There's a big difference there. And not I the think, spaghetti monster. Not the spaghetti monster. Oh man, no. no. Uh, no, but like... <laughs> I missed what this whole podcast is about then. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to drop out here. <laughs> You're on your own, dude. No, but for real. For real, though. Like, those... Th- that is... Even if you're not religious, that is spiritual. The bonds between those types of individuals. It just mm-hmm. evokes emotion. It's like powerful yeah. for for no reason, really. I mean, no other relationship is like... Like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so I just think that's that was kind of like a cool premise of the story, how... You know, like, it's just a different take on, I think, like, time travel. Yeah. I think, per se. Like, mm-hmm. just about how it's all about, you know, he was trying to chase his dreams and do these things that he really wanted to do. But at the end of the story, it all came down to family and yeah. love and, yeah, that's you know, stuff like that's that. That's generally so. how it works, man. People mm-hmm. strive and go and get what they want out of life. And then they're like, dang, that's why, like, super rich celebrities get like strung out on drugs is because that there's some kind of emptiness, even with all that, what would be fulfillment Yeah, is love. Oh my gosh, dude. Wrinkle in time is preaching, preaching to me. Yeah. Secret ingredient is love, fam. It's love. So there's podcast for the day. Yep. Thanks for listening. Good stuff. Live video over. No, (laughs) (laughs) no. Um, so Uh, what do you want to talk about today? Yeah. 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 So, uh, this, this week, 
Um, Might want to get a little bit closer. Oh, sorry. You're probably closer to mm. my mic right now than yours. Mm, that's fine. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, so, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I was talking about like how my sink fell apart and my dishwasher stopped working and my dryer broke and all that stuff. And I spent like four hours trying to fix my sink and my garbage disposal and I ended up having to just call an expert anyway. So, I wasted my time and my effort mm-hmm. and I spent the money to call an expert. So... I feel like it would have been better just to call an expert from the beginning. And I started to think about that as it relates to our journey as pilgrims and prodigals. Like since we came out of the church, I feel like it's not just, it may not be the most beneficial way to go about what we're doing to just assume we'll figure it out as we go. You know, like we might waste time doing that. So I've wanted to reach out to experts. You in the meantime, reached out to pastor Ryan and had a super awesome episode last week. And uh, I reached out to this awesome, like, my, my new bro, uh, Jonathan Bowles, um, he's, he's probably, as far as someone who's been intimately involved in my life, he's the closest thing to a mega pastor that I've ever been involved with. Uh, I mean, he's not anymore, but he was the, he started 220i internship at Bethany church. Yeah. And then he was a youth, uh, the youth pastor at Celebration Church in Texas and led one of the largest youth groups, youth programs in America. Okay. And hit some similar walls that we did, um, at like in our church experience, and then just moved. Yeah, out. and if if anyone wants to see that article, it's posted on the page. So the oh, the podcast that he was on about his backstory and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, super sure. cool, dude. Wicked. Seems cool. like it. I so haven't talked to him. Did personally. you listen to that? Did you listen to that yet? Uh no. Okay, right on. Right on. Now now we're even. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, I wait. So you won't listen to your own podcast, but I'll listen to that podcast. Sorry. Hey, hey, that's how it is around here. It's on your. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Either way. Um, so my wife reached out to him first and then I reached out to him because we listened to his episode and found out that his story was very much similar to ours. Like the disillusionment with church and it feeling forced and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And he left, moved out to Los Angeles and has been out of it for six years. And I was like, who could I talk to better than that bro? You yeah. Know, like he knows it. And so I, I got to talk to him the other night and it was just a freaking good conversation. Like really good conversation. Now, was this like a text chat or were you actually on the phone with them? No, I, yeah, I called him. It was an hour and 12 minute phone call. That I made to let's talk about a it. guy that I had never talked to before in California to try and help me figure out my life. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about that because you we haven't even talked about that at all. Yeah, yeah, no, it's super good. Because literally, the only time I see you anymore is when we're podcasting. So. Is that that is true? Except for next week. Next week we're just gonna hang out yeah. all freaking day. Yeah, we are. Yeah, dude. What day is that? That's the twenty second, Thursday. Thursday. Thursday next week. Judah and the lion be there or be. Dip. Dip. <laughs> um, no, so so this guy, Jonathan Bowles, uh, started one of the largest youth internships for ministry, uh, raising up young leaders that has ever happened. Um, and it was really, really intense. Like when I went there, they have a boot camp. Boot camp is the first three days. And like when I say boot camp, like this is a church camp, right? Okay, so you go there to learn about Jesus. Well, this isn't like you make macaroni pictures and like... You know, you 
kumbaya, my lord, kind of internship. It was like, like you show up, go to a prayer meeting, and then they lead you out to a field and make you do military drills. And like, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. It sounds so crazy. I'm sure he would, he would agree with me because he thinks it sounds ridiculous now. Looking, looking back, back at it, yeah. Seriously. But like looking forward, I was like, bro. If this is what it costs to be a Spartan for Jesus, I'm going to be a Spartan, man. Yeah. Like, I wanted to be one of the 300 who could I mean, I did the same thing kind of in a smaller setting, but... Yeah. No, no. And the internship that you did with Living Water was basically... Was what we got from observing this 220i internship that this guy started. Mm -hmm. So, he's cut from that same spartan for jesus if you're not fasting once a month what the freak are you doing with your life need to repent and get more holy yeah get closer to god you'll do more miracles and that whole he started that and i went and did it for 10 months um went through boot camp went through a lot of intensity and uh, i wrote many chapters of the bible by hand as punishment for not cleaning my room and being late to things that's crazy it, it was really nuts um but I say all that to say to just give some background from like what he came out of. Like that was his, his story. And, uh, I, I hope he doesn't mind me telling it on my podcast, but all in all, that was my life. And then now here I am stepping out of church being like, I don't agree with that. I think that's some BS just like normal Sunday morning stuff is BS. Yeah. So I called him, explained what happened. The pilgrims and prodigal story of coming out of living water. What do you think about stuff. that? He was, so he didn't give a lot of input about the situation, except he, he just kept saying, wow, you know, that sounds really healthy. Like in a sarcastic way. He's like, Whoa. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Living water. The yeah, atmosphere. Like, you know, like father, sonship, discipleship. And he's like, ah, mm, that sounds healthy. <laughs> he's like, that's going to work out real good. <laughs> so he just kept saying, you know, that kind of stuff as I was telling the story mm. and he recognized like. Seeing, uh, so just a very funny kind of sarcastic take on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that yeah. sounds that's gonna work out. I can tell the story's gonna, <laughs> this is gonna be a happy ending. Oh, one hundred percent obedience to your spiritual authority. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No and questions, obey, di and, yeah, and they disciplined great. you like you were their son. <laughs> oh, that makes absolute sense. That's biblical. Oh, <laughs> uh, we so, need to get this guy on dude, here. Dude, I'm telling you, it would be a great episode. I'd love to have him on. If you're, if you're listening, Jonathan, you're totally invited. Mm -hmm. Um, no, but the, the conversation basically after I explained everything and I told him about how like pastor Ryan left the church and I was like, all the youth, uh, all of his leaders were like, we're not leaving. We're, we're going to make this work. Even yeah. though we were kind of like disheartened by it. We we're like, no, we're going to double down, make it happen. We tried. We did. And he was like, man, you guys got some balls. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. And then I told him about how uh, I decided that I wanted to start a house church and basically was told no by the leadership. And I was like, ah, sorry, still doing it. And he was like, yeah, man, <laughs> you, you got some balls. <laughs> yeah. So his advice to me, one of the main points was don't lose that. Keep your balls. Keep uh, your balls. <laughs> yeah. Advice from a mega pastor. We are not. Keep your balls. We're not neutered dogs around here. Yeah, no. Don't lay down. Don't be a eunuch in the house of the Lord. Let that uh, godly testosterone fly. I mean, that's good though. <laughs> Honestly, all jokes aside, that's yeah. really that's really good because um, a lot of times, I, uh, one of the big cultic uh, 
beliefs that you can generate in a small church church or any church, church. atmosphere, honestly, church, because we're in the joysy. Yeah. yeah. Church. Anyways, so one of the kind of like uh, cultic belief systems that you can create is this idea where um, critical thinking is challenged, where mm-hmm. change is challenged. You, you are not allowed to be different than the status quo of mm-hmm. your spiritual authority that is leading you. So what you have is a bunch of Honestly, a bunch of zombies, a bunch of robots. Conformity. Conforming to this specific pattern of thinking. And, you know, I, I just don't I just don't think that's healthy. It's not. It's, yeah. You're right. 100%. It's cultic. So it's definitely In not In the words healthy. of Jonathan Bowles, that sounds really healthy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I don't know this, dude, but I feel like we'd get along very, no, very well. No, you would. You totally would. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, but, like, it's so true. In church circles, especially just because we live in a predominantly Christian nation. I'm sure it's like this in anywhere we have religion mixed in, but like it feels almost like your free thoughts are frowned upon and in some cases like beaten out of you. Yeah. Like they just beat down how they have all these like cooked up responses to valid questions that can be asked and like you're just not trusting enough. You're not obeying enough. You need to. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to submit more, and then you'll understand what's going yeah, on. Yeah, if you if you were to yeah. just accept what's being taught, you would have. We would believe that you were more spiritually fit. How to close this door? Oh, right on. There's some opera singing coming from outside the studio. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So, basically, church culture, it, I mean, not that all churches are this way, but it happens so much more than it should, is that it beats the ability to think freely out of you. It's not encouraged for you to think freely. It's encouraged for you to think in a system of conformity. Um, but that's not healthy. And I'm sure there's plenty of churches out there that are doing it the right way, but churches should be encouraging you to explore your faith and then also encouraging you in the truth. So, but a truth that you're taught isn't a truth that's generally um, internalized into real, real faith. You generally have to walk that out. You can't just accept certainty that's fed to you. You have to experience it, process it and believe it for real, for real. Not just like, like a Bible lesson. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's the common that's the common norm is that like Bible lessons is what we go by for the most part um, in church circles. Not that Bible lessons are bad. I know all the super religious people out there are like, Ben, what what's wrong with the Bible lesson? Do you not like the Bible? Or are you against Jesus? I mean, <laughs> I mean the Bible's good. I mean, I definitely don't think the Bible is a bad thing. But like we have talked about, and we've mentioned it probably the last four or five podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the ones that Nate's been on. Yeah. Um, you guys just, I don't, I'm, I've definitely changed the way I look at the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't look at it as just this 100% literal piece of documentation. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I think there's and a lot of wisdom. Can't... There's a lot of truth. There is a lot of, there are a lot of valid historical, um, facts yeah. in the Bible as well. But there are some things that do seem kind of lofty. And do have alternative reasoning behind them too that even Christ, some Christians would yeah. would back up and, and claim. So, True. so I, I don't know. Like the way I look at the Bible is a little bit differently now. But I definitely 
think that the Bible is a valid part of a Christian's lifestyle. I know that there are times where I'm like, like, God, I need an answer, whatever. And then I'm pointing to a scripture somehow. And then I feel encouraged and that makes me feel good. And yeah, no, no, I got you. And church should not discourage you from asking that question or thinking that way. Like, like, for example, if you said that type of stuff in a church circle, people would be like, what is wrong with you? You're, you're drifting from the truth. You're losing your spirituality. You're, yeah. you're no longer a part of what we're doing. And that type of language is just basically discouraging you to stop being different. Yeah. When really, if someone's really caring about you and your journey and wants you to reach the end of it, they're like, go, Keith. Question and question hard until the truth reveals itself. Yeah. And, like, and, and what if people said that in churches? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what it comes down to is you have to be willing to constantly be laying everything on the altar. And, and let if God it, be God. Trust him to be God. Exactly. If anyone tells you otherwise that there are things that you shouldn't have on the altar, then that's a scary thing because then to some extent they have to have a fear that it's not real and that it's not going to come out on top. Um, I mean, just to – I'm saying just like what I shared in my last podcast where I had a conversation with Ryan and I was just, you know, I was like, is it, is it wrong? Cause I feel scared that I have God on the chopping block right now. Yeah. Like I'm literally throwing out the option in my own mind that God could possibly not be real. Yeah. And that's scary to me. And he, he mm-hmm. said, no, it's, it's honestly not because if God is who he says he is and he's going to come out on top. And and, and the way and there you have it. <laughs> and the way I look at it, like for anyone who's listening right now on yeah. the on the live feed or um, uh, plays it back some other time, I mean the whole goal of this podcast, at least from my aspect of it, um, you know, I look at I've seen people come out of leaving churches or church splits and you know stuff like that, and they come out not believing anymore. They go through a traumatic enough experience with a church or a culture or Christianity itself mm-hmm. that they just don't believe in God anymore. And I think that there are two options that can happen when you come out of a church split or leave a church. You can, you know, A, point A, not be a believer anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, point B, you work through your faith. You figure out, you know, what's BS and what actually matters and yeah. what is just a bunch of propaganda like – spit by the church for whatever reason and and you come out on the you come out on the other side like more sure of what you believe because what i've said before is that i know everything i believe right now is 100 percent what i believe whether it's wrong or right whether i'm uncertain on some things or not i know for a fact that what i believe is what i believe Mm. so and I mean, that's even, that's like biblical. Like we can turn that into, there's verses that say, God says, if you seek me, you'll find me. Yeah. Uh, so why ever discourage someone from seeking God? If it does, if it looks scary. Unless you, you're scared that they're not going to find him. And yeah. Like if, yeah. if, if, if someone wants to question something, as long as they're not like, I mean, there are some times where people want to shut down and just numb out and like, I don't want to seek God. I just don't want to think about it. I just want to disappear from this whole thing. That's not really healthy, I don't think. I don't think that's a healthy place to be where you say like, I don't want to think about anything other than what's literally right in front of me. I think mm-hmm. 
humans were designed to be a little bit introspective, but if you want to seek God and whatever that looks like, that's on you. Like if that's like exploring Buddhism and finding out if that's God, go ahead. But if you seek God, you will find him. That's a promise of scripture. That's a promise from God. And Mm -hmm. I trust him enough that he means it. I don't think he's a douchebag that would be like, seek me and get deceived and then die and burn in hell. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wow. Thanks God. (laughs) Seek me and you'll find me. So let it like basically uh, stop trying to beat the balls off of people, church. And yeah. let them seek God. Let them let, have their balls. Let, let them seek God. Let them find God. And then maybe there would be more like, you know, legit, like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm getting into some judgmental talk there. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. So to not to break from that topic, but. I'm cool. I said what I wanted to on it. So I'm good. Good. Because uh, I'm, I'm done talking about it. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, the next point, uh, you want to talk about kind of like your internship and some different topics on that? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So, basically, after I told the story of my life after 220, he told me the story of his after 220, and it just lined up so much. He was like, basically, was like, I don't, I, I left church and I literally didn't know how to do anything else. From the time that he was 15 to the time that he was 30 years old. He literally just did church every day, all the time, go, 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 and became an ama- amazing at church and helping people grow and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it eventually felt like a job because he wasn't able to do what he, what got, what he felt like God was calling him to do. He was asked to do different things like reaching out to, uh, uh, it, this is on a podcast. So I'm thinking that we can just tell the story. I hope you don't mind. Jonathan, but, um, this is also in the podcast that's posted on the wall. He said that he was going to a church where they built the youth group up super like, bam, it was rocking. And it was all these like inner city kids that came from rough spots and rough homes and Mm -hmm. they didn't look like church kids. And he essentially was told by church leadership, like, these aren't the kids that we're after. We're more after like the jocks, like the cheerleaders, like the, the, they wanted the popular kids pretty much. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. They wanted the. They, they wanted the kids in church that looked like this church is a really good place to be. Like, they didn't want the rough kids to make it look like this wasn't a good church. So, he was like, oh. Yeah, that, I would turn around and walk out of that church. Yeah, he was 100%. like, oh, so this is a job. Gotcha. This isn't yeah. a calling. This is a job. Okay. I understand now. And so, he left, moved to Los Angeles, and had to figure out if he could do anything that wasn't ministry. And what do I do now? Like, I have this calling on my life to help people, but how do I stomach that and just do normal life like how do i work that out and that's basically that's basically what uh what i've been struggling with i don't know where you're at on this whole thing keith but like in the background of my heart ever since i left the church um or well i was asked to leave the church ever since that happened (laughs) let's get sabbatical let's get this straight guys sabbatical Sabbatical is life. Permabatical is what we like to call it now. (laughs) Permabatical. No. uh, But is this like, I know that like to get spooky-ooky and spiritual, uh, just literally how I feel is that like. It's another t-shirt quote right there. (laughs) I Spooky-ooky and spiritual. (laughs) I am. Let's get it. I feel called like in the fiber of my being, I feel called to do something for God. 
mm-hmm. to change people's lives, to make an impact on history, to third grade awakening, like something. I feel like in my bones, like at the end of the day, when I get out of my car from a day at work, I look up at the stars cause I get off at night and they reflect back and I'm like, how small and insignificant has my day been? I need to do more. If I died now, I'd be so dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I just live with every day. That's just how I feel about life. And he, yeah. he said something really good about that. Cause he had the same thing is, um, that he started a podcast whenever he left. Like he started a podcast called the slingshot show and really tried to work a lot of stuff out and had some good experiences and everything. But internally he realized that, you know how, uh, there's that song, um, in Christ alone that says, mm-hmm. um, in Christ alone, where fears are stilled, um, and fears are stilled and striving cease. Yeah. He was like, I was just striving, man. Like I knew I was supposed to do something, but I didn't know what it was. And so I just started doing stuff like tons of stuff, just did as much as possible to make myself feel like I was doing what I was born to do Yeah, and forcing it to happen. And like, I feel so tempted to do that. Like, just yeah. like, I just want to do stuff. Like. I'm called. I got a calling on my life. I got to do something. Look, do it. And he's like, that's not really, he, he just let me know that that is not healthy. You're going to break stuff. You're going to hurt people. Yeah. You're going to hurt yourself. Just striving and like grasping at straws, trying to make your calling happen. And like, Oh, I just got to do stuff until something happens. I'm just, because like literally, I don't know about you, but like after being through 220 and our church, it was like really hyper spiritual like to the mm-hmm. point where it was like, like we talked about unhealthy and we yep. were taught basically to get a vision for, for 10 years from now. Like, this is what I want God to do with my life. And then in between what, what what's going to happen between here and there doesn't even matter. Like I was basically taught to put hell and high water in my gas tank and just run by the seat of my pants until I got to the vision. Yep. Try harder until it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. And, uh, that's just what basically the main point of what he said was that the way he communicated it was, and this will be my final point, And then I want, I want your rebuttal on this mm-hmm. is that he, on his way from Dallas to, or not Dallas, Austin to, I forget where, somewhere in Texas to Los Angeles, he saw a billboard for this, uh, highly recommendable whiskey is what he said. Hey, uh, <laughs> you would get along great with this guy. Nothing again. wrong with that. Um, he said uh, the billboard said he kept seeing it. It said the only step that matters is the next one. And like to just have mm-hmm. basically the point that was made was vision is not 10 years in the future. The an unhealthy way to have is your vision is 10 years in the future. And you just have to figure out a way to get there when really he said you should internalize your vision. Let that feeling yeah. sit on your heart. And then when you see the best opportunity to move the way your heart is leading you, take it every day. Every Take the opportunity that's there every day to just let that vision that's in here come out rather than like throwing it at everyone and like, I got a vision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run in hell and high water and just make it happen. Rather than run and gun, vision chasing, striving essentially, just have the vision, let it cook. And take the opportunities that are there every day, and you will fulfill your vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think on a uh, sorry, that was a long, that was a long point. Woo! I think on like a psychological level, yeah, a lot of that determines on your personality type. I mm-hmm. think 
Yeah, um, that's true. Because if you have like a super uh, go-getter personality, super, uh, um, you know, upfront, confrontational. Driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if that's your personality, then you are going to want to take the vision that you have for your life and you're going to want to go do it every day. Like, boom, boom, boom. What am I doing? If I'm not doing something, I've just wasted my entire day. Nothing's yeah. going on. But I'm definitely more of on the opposite spectrum of that because I feel like I'm more of a, uh, more of a passive, more of a conservative type person. Yeah. For me, man, I just kind of take it a day at a time. Because honestly, even now where I'm at, yeah, I'm I'm still back and forth on what I think about things, and I'm yeah. you know I'm still trying to figure like all this stuff out. And you're content with that, just to go back and like. Well, I, not forever. I'm content. Yeah. I'm content with the journey. See, I'm con- I'm content with taking my time and figuring out what God has for me, what I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I'm content with where I'm at in my journey. Do I want to be here for the next ten years of my life? Hell no. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. want to be. Yeah. I don't want to be figuring out because at that point I feel like I would reach a wall where it's just like screw it all. I don't. I'm, I don't I'm really tired care. Of figuring it out for the. Past. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know, two you. or three, five years down the road, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out whether or not I believe God's real. I'm like, all right, just forget it all. <laughs> like I, I tried. I did my best. We almost figured it out. <laughs> No, I hear you, but dude, like I like he made me realize that that is a weakness that I have that I'm just like got to make it work, got to make it happen, got to get it done, got to like and I like like I had to like after the phone conversation like have a moment of repentance where I was like mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I've missed the forest for the trees, you know what I'm mean? like yeah that, that I've I've totally missed opportunities probably this year since the podcast has started. I've probably missed opportunities because I'm looking at like, God, what are you going to do with my life? Instead of, like you said, taking it day by day. If I had been taking it day by day, my relationship with God and the calling on my life, how much more open would my eyes have been to what was happening then, not what's not happening? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. My life right now, I think of like, I mean, day by day, let's look at that term specifically. I'm thinking of like the- song by Citizens Yeah, that song by Citizens and Saints where- you know, my heart is changing. My will is changing. Like mm-hmm. my life is changing day by day. Yeah. I'm getting a grasp on what I believe and figuring all this crap out. So I'm not in a rush right now. I'm. Yeah, the, I need that. <laughs> Pray for me, Keith. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like, you know, you get in a rush and you make mistakes. I'm learning that with my job. Okay, yeah. so I work a super detailed job. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about some fine-tuned stuff, man. You're yeah. You've got to get you know, counts, live counts that are coming from the CEO lined up to the premise correctly. And you're trying to get, you're running stuff through handholes and manholes and aerial splices and all this stuff. You have to hit three or four spots down the line and everything has to line up perfectly. And it's really easy to miss a count. Yeah. So the thing is that I found is I mess up when I'm rushing, when I'm trying to like, you know, because my job is based around doing my own hours and yeah. we have like a 95% proficiency that we're supposed to hit at the end of every month. Yeah. And, you know, based on the hours, however long you took on a job kind of merits your proficiency. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. say you're working a splice and they give you uh, 6.5 hours to do. If yeah. you take 
two days, if you take 16 hours to do that, that that's hurting your profit, your efficiency. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hurting your numbers. Absolutely. So naturally you want to rush it. You want to, all right, got to get, get this done as quick as possible. and got to get to the next splice, got to get to the next step as quick as possible. But honestly, those are when you make mistakes. Where right. I'm at right now with my and then job. You have to like go back and do it again, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You have to go back and restart it and then you Story. still got to do it slow. Story of my life <laughs> thus far. So <laughs> no. I think where my work life and my yeah. spiritual life are kind of correlate with each other because mm-hmm. I think where I'm at right now is I'd rather take it slow yeah, figure it out, do it right. Because what I don't want to do mm. is rush back into something, rush back into a worship mm, leader spot, that'll preach. into that a so youth leader spot. And then next thing you know, I'm like, I have severely messed up. What and am yeah. I doing here? Yeah, no, that's so good. So that was, the, that was, that was probably the biggest thing was that like, yeah. don't hate yourself for what you don't have and miss out on the opportunities that God has like right there today. Even if it's like, like I even... I said this. What's like, up, Maddie? What's up, Shane? What up? Hello. I, I said to him when I was talking to him, I was like, like my, I was talking about, we were talking about our wives and how they have different personalities and they compliment us and whatever. Join if you're listening, you compliment me and I love you. Uh, so, but like. My beard looks bigger when I do this. <laughs> Anyways. She, she is so much more than me. She like, her visions are just like way more practical and actually achievable. And like, like she's like, has said right now, I just want to be a good mom, a good parent and, and a good friend to, to people. You know what I mean? And, uh, I'm like, but people have done that before, you know, but (laughs) (laughs) I got to do something new, something different, (laughs) but it just shows that I don't get it. Like my natural state doesn't get the value of being there in the moment. So like that was one big point he made is don't get caught up in the vision of where you're going. Get, get caught up in the day that you have and let that vision that's in you cook and come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was good. And that was really the biggest point of the, uh, of our conversations that I just realized that I've been striving really hard to make stuff happen and like getting little hits of like having an impact on people's life. But to bring it full circle to end, end the point full circle is that he, I mean, we got time to waste. We're only at 40 minutes right now. So look, man, people are, it's people need, people can only sit in church for an hour. They are only on here for like 15 <laughs> minutes. No, I'm just kidding. And that's including the worship set. So. <laughs> We got to hurry up. Yeah. We're no, running out of time here. Uh, hold on. Let me get, grab a guitar real quick. <laughs> um, so to bring it full circle is that like his, he didn't say this, but the example that I realized was happening is that he has been letting it cook the vision inside. You know what I mean? Just dwelling on what, like who he is yeah. in the grand scheme of God's stuff that's going on on the earth mm. and letting it happen. And it's working so much so that he's having a conversation with someone a thousand miles away, telling them his experiences and sharing his heart and encouraging them from a distance of a thousand miles on a real intimate, real personal phone call. And that, how it impacted my life, like, I feel like it reverberated in a way that changed things, changed yeah. my world, you know what I mean? And if I just follow in the, not the footsteps exactly, but the follow that advice... I'm going to have moments where I'm talking to someone like maybe a thousand miles across the country about how 
my experiences after coming out of church and coming out of Christian leadership. And if that's all I want, you know what I mean? Like the vision is to do that. So stop trying so hard to do that and just live your life and it will happen. Like it's happening for him. Yeah. So I was like watching his advice play out to be true right before my eyes. Yeah. It was good. Really, really good conversation. Really good points. Um, so yeah, that's, and uh, scene. That's my spiritual input. No, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I like all that. So kind of something that I want to talk about. Honestly, we don't have really any like main theological points tonight. We're just kind of like discussing like Do catching up have, on where we've been. I've been missing out on this. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, so kind of like the, the thing I want to talk about tonight. I uh, uh, First of all, yeah, I want to share something with you. Uh-oh. Yeah, so... All right, hold on. This is this is serious. <laughs> you, you can talk now, Keith. Yeah, they can't hear us. Yeah, they can't hear us. Yeah, at all. That's good. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait! What are you guys doing here? <laughs> Anyways, so... Uh, I had the weirdest dream last night. Okay. So, I had a dream that I was... Uh, uh, there's no other way to put it. I was at like a group like this big group event Mm -hmm. and a bunch of people from living water were there Mm -hmm. and uh and this is post us leaving right so we're talking about a dream right now big event post living water yes okay a bunch of people were there and uh everyone kind of left and i remember i was just sitting there with pastor tom for some reason and we're just sitting there like on a stoop talking and it was really it was a really good conversation. Okay. Like we just sat down and it was him apologizing for hurting me and me apologizing for hurting him. And oh, it was kind that's of a freaking deep dream. You bro. know what it was like? It was kind of like, uh, think of like, uh, like a healthy breakup where it was like, that really sucks how this ended. Yeah. But it was, I guess for the good, and uh wow, we, my dreams are never that deep. <laughs> like my dreams are about like that's a, it was weird because I just I woke up and I just felt like I wish that is how things could have went in real yeah. life. But instead there was hurt on both sides. I know that I've done my fair share of damage as as well as what they have done. Yeah. And you know, I don't put the blame on anybody. I mean it's cause and effect. We both reacted and counter reacted and yeah. you know, like I don't think yeah. anyone has been Ooh. 100% mature in the situation. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. anyways, that led me to that dream last night, led me to get on my Facebook today and just start um, scrolling through my old messages. And I was just like deleting a bunch of crap. And I was running yeah. across old messages that I had had mm-hmm. uh, like post leaving the church with like Pastor Tom and uh, messages with like Noah, where we just super disagreed. Yeah. on us leaving and why and at the moment so looking at all those things that they said that you said yeah and at the moment at the moment of when i when we were you know conversating and having these talks i just remember being so like mad and so frustrated with them but then looking over them today it just i felt like this almost like relief like you gotta let all this go like it's just time to just so I just went through and just cleared out all my messages, deleted all of them. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could think of was uh, the song lyrics from This Wild Life. You know, the song yeah. where he's like, 
I'm over it. We've got to we've got to quit talking shit because lately I'm uninspired. Yeah. And like that lyric just hit me that line right there, and I'm like, dang, I've got to let it go. Like we've got to stop talking crap about each other. I've got to stop holding on to this anger, this frustration, that this disagreement. And I can still have the disagreement. That's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But because we don't have to agree on how church runs to not necessarily get along, but yeah. put things behind us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but th- that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like, so I went through, just deleted, cleared out my inbox. And I'm like, you know what? It's just time to let it go. I've got a whole life ahead of me. Yeah. And the longer I waste, the longer time I take holding all this stuff in and still trying to hold on to it for some reason, mm-hmm. the the more you, I'm just holding myself back. So, oh, that's that's kind of what happened for me today. Yeah, Keith, um, I feel like I'm consulting an expert about <laughs> right now, like how to yeah. let it go. How to thanks, Katie, move on. The uh, no, but like when you were talking, I was just thinking about it, like these words were going through my head that like that eventually, like I know you said that you wish that it would have went that way. That That would have been so great. You wish that it would have, if it could have just been a clean break, things would have been so much. Now I'm going to say something that's going to require a lot of faith for you (laughs) to believe what I'm about to say. Okay. What do you got? But if God can raise Jesus from the dead, it is wholly possible that it could still end that way. That reconciliation could still happen. That like I believe with, it. That with time and the proper treatment, hurt can turn to healing. Even though it was awful when we left, like it was just really, really a bad situation when we left. Uh, there was a lot of hurt on both sides. It did not go down good. It wasn't good. But that doesn't mean that like with time and the proper treatment that that hurt couldn't somehow be redeemed. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm too hopeful. Maybe this is another disability that I have, but like not saying that like, I'm really hungry for it to end that way, but like, it's not impossible that that could happen. It's still possible that things could go that way. Yeah. It's not, no, I, there is no hopeless situation. I agree with you. I think it could turn around. I'm not saying that it needs to happen that way. We don't need to go back and have that conversation. But it, it's possible. It's a possibility. It could happen, and I'm and I'm okay with that. So, see, that's where I'm at right now. Is I'm wanting to just put it all behind me, and I think, and I don't think it's like anything where I'm just like living like pissed off every day thinking about it. But it's still like in the back of my mind. I'm still almost like holding on to that grudge. Feels like so. I don't know. I'm just at this point. Like I just, I almost feel like it was like God telling me today, like, bro, it's time to let it go. Like, yeah, it super sucks that all that happened Mm -hmm. and all that hurt and pain on both sides, because I won't say, I won't say that I was perfect at anything, but I mean, it's it's time to let go. Caitlin's throwing some stuff at us here. She says, define clean break, define reconciliation. Uh, as far as like what it would have been to be a clean break for me. Um, all the meetings that we had, if we could have just cleared things up and come to an understanding of like, okay, this is why I'm leaving. All right. I'm sorry. We couldn't agree with you on this, but I hope the best for you. But it, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. Um, 
And we've talked about that a lot on the podcast, you know, like being so, called so like if, an attacker of the family and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it definitely was not a clean break. There was a lot of jagged edges. But if it would have if, if it could have been, I would have been perfectly okay with it being, oh, I see you don't agree with us, Keith. Well, I'm sorry. Those are things we can't bend on. So I hope the best for you, but see you later. Okay. That would have been appeasing. Okay, okay. That would have been appeasing to me. Okay, right. So. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the way that you were talking event, uh, at first was like, well, if we would have worked out those things, we wouldn't have had to break at all. We would have just stayed together. You know what I mean? If we could have just. If we I mean, if obviously, we if we, if we could have. If we could have worked it out, we could have stayed together. Yeah. I, just like any relationship. If you could oh, work things out. You can say, it, but if there's, there's things no that to have the break, yeah. If there's things that you're just not going to see eye to eye on, I mean, I think the reconciliation point was more of you, so I'll let you hit on that. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, quickly to define clean break is, in my opinion, one that can heal properly and not leave someone with a disability or chronic pain going forward. Like, I mean, thinking of it very medically, you know what I mean? Like, if there was a clean break it would be easy to heal and it wouldn't affect me. But if it was like a, a terrible break, it could affect me for the rest of my like life. Like a clean break as opposed to like a compound fracture. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Like like it's it can heal and it can be better and not leave me with a mark for the rest of my life. Um, reconciliation in relation with your friends. That took longer to leave that community. How would you do it differently or would you at all? Uh, let me get let me get on here. I'm gonna get um, access that on my phone so I can read it. It says see more. I can't even see the whole thing. We got it. Also, this is just questions. Love you guys totally. <laughs> we love you too. You're good. Uh, I'm gonna. How dare you call us out on Facebook Live? Can I'm gonna hop on this <laughs> video. <laughs> Wait, can you watch? You're watching us be live. Oh, yeah, she said, yes, so good. This Inter- is nuts. The internet is crazy. <laughs> in a relationship, in relation with your friends that took longer to leave the community, how would you do it differently or would you at all? Also, this is these, blah, 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 blah. this is just questions. Love you guys totally. Love you too, Katie Lynn. Thanks for uh, all the questions. It really helps us go. So, um,. Friends that took longer to leave. How would you do it differently? So, like in relation to the people that didn't leave the church as quickly, or the same way that you did. Uh, you, I feel like we need to have Caitlin on the podcast. I feel like that's, <laughs> I feel like she's these comments right here are earning her a spot. Like should like should I have waited longer? Like would have? Are you asking like would it have been? Do you think it would have been different if I would have waited longer? Um, I don't think so. Like, did you feel your clean break transferred into those friendships? Um, I mean, I don't think, I don't think that it really affected my friendships at all. If that's yeah. what you're asking, yeah. I feel like, like my friendship with you and Josh and Ben yeah, and yeah. everybody, I don't think that, I don't think that changed at all. The only the only thing that didn't break cleanly is my relationship with the leadership and his family. So, mm-hmm. I mean, because there's still people from the church that still message me periodically. Yeah. You know, I, on my birthday, Kathy sent me a message and she said, happy birthday. Dude. Dude, yeah. I saw her. I saw her at CVS <laughs> like two months ago. 
And I'm, I was like, I gotta get me a Kathy hug. Gotta do it. Kathy Kaplinger, I don't know if you do Facebook Live, but if you do and you see this, you are. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying, Katie Lynn. You're loved, Kathy. Yes, very much. Man, there's there's a lot of things I can say about a lot of people, but one thing I can't ever say (laughs) is that Kathy Kaplinger didn't love me. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. She's a lover. Thanks, she is. Thanks, Kathy. Not a fighter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If you if you would fight for for love, are you a lover and a fighter? No, mm. no. I think I think if you're a lover, that denotes that you're a passive. You do love, but a fighter, someone who's like, you're gonna love me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, back to Katie Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I like the clarification on here. How did you make the transition in the breakup? I like the quotations in the breakup with uh, – get that out of here – with maintaining closeness with your friends. Um, I think I just stayed intentional with the people that I wanted to be a part of my life. Uh, much like when Ryan and Laura left the church, I made sure to stay a part of their life because I knew they weren't going to be around. And I know they kind of had a period where they purposely shut people out, but – yeah. I wasn't with that. I wasn't about to let that happen at all. Yeah. yeah. But with me, um, I don't know. The people who I valued and I thought were important in my life. And I know there are people, there are tons of relationships that I wish I could have kept closer to. Yeah. Because I don't want to cover a blanket statement like that to make it sound like, oh, well, if you're not close to me anymore, then you're obviously not important in my life. Yeah. Because that's not true. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, like friends from, from the church, like I wanted to keep the ones that were important. And the only ones that I really don't have anymore are the leadership. So, mm, yeah, 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 I think you, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, even if I'm not close friends with any of them, like I've got messages from, from multiple of the conger- people from the congregation, but yeah, I think it's about intentionality. I mean, if, so- if something is important to you, if someone is important to you, you're going to be intentional on keeping that thing or that person close yeah. to your life so i i personally if 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 i don't have a if i don't have a friendship with any of the leadership of the previous church we came from it's simply because uh, uh wow uh conviction setting in here i'm pretty sure it's just because of a fear that which is not an okay thing to live your life by i'm pretty sure it's just because of the fear that our entire conversation would just be about the leave the break the difference you know what i mean like the disagreement. And I don't want that kind of a friendship. I want a friendship that's real. Just like, hey, I'm me and you're you and let's be friends and not have to talk about everything that went down in our past. You know what I mean? But I I, I have this fear, which is so bad. I should just get over myself and my, and my uh, fears. Get over it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I should just maybe maybe I'll reach out to I don't know we're talking about clear clean breaks and reconciliation maybe just throw a little you know out there uh, yeah I don't know but I, it's for a fear that the conversation would just be about the relationship falling apart <laughs> you know what I mean no, I don't want to have a relationship that's stuck in the past yeah yep so that's good no that's really. 
That brings up a, a like something that Jonathan Bowles was talking to me about. Yeah. Is that Bring it, son. I, I think I said the words I don't want to talk bad about this guy. But however, XYZ. <laughs> and uh I told him about the podcast. He's like, Yeah, we just talk, you know, about how we left the church and he's like, Well, uh so you just talk about all the bad experiences, you know, the conversation was kind of going in that direction. And, and, uh, he was like, it's totally fine to talk about the people from your past, even if you had a negative relationship with them. And it's okay to talk about that negative relationship because the people in your lives mark your lives. And that doesn't mean you hate them. That doesn't mean you're mad at them. It just means that that impact that it had on you is real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, just because just because you get a scar from a, a deep wound doesn't mean that uh, you're forever hurting. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's just a mark. It's just there. It's just a real part of my life that I went through. And so ta- not talking about it would be like denying who I am. Yeah. And it's not, it's not negative. It's not like garbage, hate this person. It's like, I mean, obviously I wasn't a huge fan of what happened, but has nothing to do with the person. It has everything to do with the mark that they left on me. And I shouldn't feel guilty about, you know, working out my life. Yeah. No, I agree. How much of clean bricks are internal and how much are based on actions of other persons? Also, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> oh, oh, this is us, guys. You sound so sarcastic <laughs> reading this, Katie Lynn's this things. This is us. This is a, oh, sorry. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no sarcasm. Just <laughs> That's just his voice. But you know that, Katie This is hot talk. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, I didn't get that last one. What was yeah, the question? Yeah, let me, let me see if I can scroll back. Ooh. Throw it at me. Quick response right How here. How much of clean breaks? None of it. Are internal. <laughs> are internal. <laughs> and how much are based on the actions of another person? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I think clean breaks. Um, that's a tough one. Are always possible because it happens on an internal level. It's really about how you handle it. If we're going to be honest and say that we're powerful people, no matter what someone does or has done, if like you've been to a church and someone did something really dirty to you, or you worked at a previous job and someone did something really dirty to you, if you're a powerful person, Can you not use that word, <laughs> powerful person, dirty. Oh, if so, you were at your job, did naughty. So, no, I'm no. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if someone did something, <laughs> someone did something bad to you or yeah. hurt you. It's uh, he now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> God dang it. it! It's it's all your responsibility. If you're gonna, you know what I mean, be really real with yourself. You can't be a person who blames others ever for how clean or unclean a break was. It's it's really all you. I mean, they're responsible for them and how clean they feel the break was and how they heal. You're responsible for how you heal. So it's always possible on an internal level. However, there are different levels of difficulty to that. Like I think wounds can go deep. And yeah, 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 yeah. do go deep. So that- there's somewhere like – for you to be a powerful person and forgive that person, you got to be like God tier, Super Saiyan Christian, you know, to get through that. But yeah, that that's that's what I was gonna say too, because um, um, if you look at any break, I mean, it's some wounds do take longer to heal. If someone were to freaking 
break your bone with an axe as opposed to a sledgehammer. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about breaks <laughs> no, and broken no, bones. We just, we're just going to talk about broken bones for the rest <laughs> of the podcast. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, some wounds are deeper. Some take longer to heal. If I get a paper cut, that's going to heal in two days. If I slice my finger off and it has to get sewn back on, that's, that's going to take a little bit while yeah. to heal. So Clean or not. Clean or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think the I think the clean break I, I don't think the clean break or not is up to you. I think the healing process is up to you. Is kind of I think that's where I'm gonna fall on mm, it. Okay. Because because uh the clean break, I think that's on both parties. I can't I can't decide how someone's gonna react to me or not. So I can't decide whether someone's going to use a sharpened katana or a sledgehammer. So the, the break is... This is morbid. The break this is, is... vulgar. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So the break is on both parties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're breaking up with a girlfriend and you want to do it subtle and she gets you in public and slaps you in front of everybody or something mm, like that yeah the clean break it's that's definitely not a clean break there's no way you could say that's a clean break but the healing process is up to you so with the church thing that happened <sighs> yeah. i definitely know i could have handled and can still handle the healing process better than i have without yeah. ranting yeah. about them or making accusations about them and stuff like that but I, at the time i felt it was merited because what they did to me but it mm. it really wasn't my yeah. my reaction to it was not merited, but so I yeah. think that the person that I think the person who does wrong to you is unfortunately in charge of the level of difficulty that they're going to hand to you in like a clean break, um, or you know you're they're going to choose the level of the difficulty of your healing process. But no matter what, that healing process is up to you. It's not up to them. They can't yep. get in the way of your healing. They can just decide what type of injury to inflict. Like, for example, you're talking about relationships. If someone's like, uh, inflicts an injury like, uh, hey, you know, I just like you as a friend. And you're like, oh, friend zone. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that's y y the healing process. It's on you, but it's not as difficult as if you've been in a relationship for years and years and then that person cheats on you. Like yeah, that, that yeah. and no one's going to be like, uh, dude, get over it. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that would take change. more time than it, the other one, yeah. It, but it doesn't change the fact that it is up to you mm -hmm. at the end of it. It's, it is. Cue the piano music. Yeah. Um, do we have the link ready for the Wait, you ready? Live? Do we have... You just, no, no, no. This, is, this is what we're going to do. There's a prayer line that's <laughs> going to appear right here. You can dial 1-800. Um, what is the line? What do they have to call? <laughs> Keep this friends out of me. I'm sorry, Nate. Hand bros for life. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Nobody else does. Oh, my God. Anyways, we're going to we're gonna cue some outro. All right. Get your pastor. Bye. Get your pastor mode on. You ready? What? All right. Cue the outro. Okay. Yes, right. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> We're gonna start playing the music after you just said. <sighs> so, guys, as as deep as some wounds might be that you experience, whether it be from uh, 
can, 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 can we turn it down a little? Can we just bring it? Just oh, yeah. Yeah. So as deep as some wounds might be, um, the healing process is, is, is up to you. But you don't have to go it alone. I mean, me and Keith, we haven't been going it alone. We've got Jesus. Yeah, I mean, he must really be feeling it. He must really... But you don't have to go it alone. Uh, you got bros. You got Jesus. Um, you got really... Healing is possible, no matter who you are. Yeah, I mean, he's he's feeling it. He's he's feeling it. Yeah, he's feeling it. We're feeling it. I'm feeling it. the healing. Woo! Shiba de boo boo. Yep, so, so guys, I, I just want to... I encourage you guys um, to to take ownership of the vision that God has on your life and live it in the day to day. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, and then also the healing that happens in your life. Yeah. All right. So, uh, all right. You didn't even let me get to the part where I asked them to raise their hands. Oh yeah. 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 But no, everyone no, close no, your no, eyes no, first. It's already over. <laughs> it's already over. We missed it. Close your eyes. Next what you have week. to do, you have to ask everyone to close their eyes, but then every time someone raises their hand, you say, I see you. Yep. I see you. I see you. Just so everyone in the crowd knows someone's raising their hand. Do you still do it? If no one raises their hand. Does it make people feel like <laughs> yes. I see no, you. I see no, you. No. Jesus. You're I, he's raising his hand. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. What's up, Levi. You joined at the end. But it's my boy. Well, healing via bleach. <laughs> healing via bleach. I prefer Tide Pods. But, uh... Yeah, because we gotta have a youth group. We gotta have a youth group. Bleach for the adults. Tide Pods for the for the youth. So. I see that hand. Hallelujah. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, Keith. I'm pretty sure that this is. I think I. I am done. We I hope you guys enjoyed. We have to be over. We can't keep going yeah. or else we're Pentecostal. I don't know. Levi's here now. <sighs> Levi. I'm really happy that Levi's watching. That's a <laughs> Levi, I love you, man. We'll be back next week, bro. Yeah. I can't believe. We need to hang out. Yeah. This is what Facebook Live is going to make me do. It's going to make me just mad at myself yeah. that I don't hang out with everyone I love enough. Yeah. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us tonight. And yep. if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, go to the iTunes store. Give us a review and a comment. That would help us out dearly. You can also hit us up on Stitcher. You can hit us up on, I don't think we're on Buzzsprout anymore. You can go to the Pippa, whatever um, Android app you want to go to. Um, yeah, join our Facebook group. Join the community. If you join the <laughs> Facebook group, you can get on stuff like this and watch us live because we're going to be doing this every week. Um, we're going to have better quality coming out soon because we're going to be going through OBS and blah, 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 all that stuff, yeah, yeah. but that's going to have to wait till we get some hardware upgrades and, uh, yeah. And we will see you guys next week. Much love and stay in the faith, my brothers and sisters.